I'm Lindsay Wilson, the queen of glam, and this is the podcast, Business of Glam. I created this podcast to help us all find the magic in business and everyday life. With over 20 years in the beauty industry, you name it, I've probably done it, avid product and fashion enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a single 40-year-old woman on a quest to live my best authentic life, I wanted to bring you people and resources to help inspire you to do the same. In balancing all life has to throw at us, the highs and the lows, I hope we can learn to ride these waves together to find the true essence of glam. Because at the end of the day, I think what we are all craving is community, connection, and a sense of not being alone. So join me on this journey to turn glam outside in. On this episode of Business of Glam, we talk everything mystical, from the art of healing with sound to the magic of tarot cards with Monica the Mystic. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we do. Cheers. Well, thank you for joining us. We're yeah. so excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you so much. Tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so um, my name's Monica. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, and I've been out here in Denver for almost five years. Um, I attribute this community to a lot of my growth um, in this space. So I'm an intuitive medium. Some people call it psychic medium. I don't know, intuitive just resonates a little bit more for me. Um, And I'm also an expert certified sound healer. Yes, we'll get into that. (laughs) Tell everybody a little bit about how you got into this and how you discovered your gifts. So it's a long-winded story. I'll try to keep it um, more in like a little box. Um, But really, honestly, I would say around five years old. So I had always felt like things were kind of lurking around me, shadows, Um, things following me. I'm seeing things at a very young age. I mean, I would go run to my parents every minute and be like, something's following me. And they'd be like, you're watching too many, like, (laughs) you you watch something bad on TV. Yeah. It's like those, I remember like even Disney movies, you know, growing up, I was like, whenever there was like a villain or something, I'd get like so scared and hyper. I was very like hypersensitive to noises and everything. I had trouble sleeping because I felt things hovering over me and I don't want to freak anyone out because like when I was young I didn't know what was going on right and so now I realize that you know these were my ancestors these were like other energies coming into my field and they weren't necessarily trying to like do me harm Mm -hmm. it was just hard for me as a young one to like really you know unpack that yeah yeah you know especially you know I grew up in the 80s so you know that we weren't very spiritual back then no (laughs) (laughs) yeah and so you know the family and the family dynamics and everything you know that just wasn't in our field and how I grew up so it it took it was a lot of like repressing, you know, and just Mm -hmm. kind of being like, well, maybe I'm just crazy, you know, or, 
Yeah, and then middle school rolled around, and we started really getting into the Ouija boards and, like, the ghost hunting and, like, going into cemeteries. I was, like, the craft probably. Yes. I was, like, I'm assuming that we're probably somewhere in the same age we range. Are. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the and craft came out, and all of a sudden, the witchiness became a thing. Yes. And we needed it. Yeah. For sure. It's funny that you talked about the craft, because I was just thinking about that yesterday. I was, like... <laughs> Man, that was like, whoa. Yeah. Am I, is this what's going on with me? <laughs> you know? And so there was like, so, you know, I'm not going to shy away. There was some darkness and understanding it. And, and, and also um, being able to feel mm-hmm. everyone's energy. So I, my Claire's, I'm able to feel what's going on in someone's body or like emotions and stuff. And so I wasn't. I wasn't really understanding like what's mine and what's someone else's at a certain point. They sort of really merged together, which was wild, you know, and wacky mm-hmm. and, you know, angsty teenager, you know, yeah. and became pretty rebellious. And then, um, yeah, I, it's funny cause I met, um, I w- I had moved and out of town in my early twenties in my college years and I worked at a horse betting like place and so it was like I was the bartender main bartender and I had the day shift so I had these regulars that would come in and there was this man that would always like stare at me and he was so sweet it wasn't weird or anything he was very sweet very reserved quiet and like after like six months of me making him his specific martini and and like just having casual chats he was like you know can you see your auras because he was like I see yours and he's like I'm not trying to freak you out but are you interested and I was like I've always been interested yeah. in this stuff as a hawks flying oh my gosh yes that's dope that's so cool yeah um and so that was like the encompass of like the unraveling of like he really helped me to kind of open up and create space to like learn about these next chapters of like my gifts and um so that's like my intuitive side that's like where the psychic medium stuff started to really unshed I started to read books and educate myself and um yeah, just re- highly research and then found myself, you know, with a, a mentor. And I cannot recommend that enough. If you're looking to explore that and you want to do it professionally, I think a mentor, a spiritual mentor is like, you know, within what I believe, you know, a good support system to navigate. How do you find a spiritual mentor? It's tough, you know. <laughs> like, where do you go for this? Um, there's a lot of resources. Obviously, you know, now, you know, we have tons of different Facebook groups mm-hmm. and, you know, Instagram connections with social media. I would say even podcasts, you know. I definitely, I really started with the podcast thing where I was, like, diving deep into, like, what I was really interested in. So, like quantum physics is like a big one and I I vibe so hard off of that because that teeters into some of the sound healing processes Mm -hmm. as well um 
but it was really just kind of looking for a home base. I like got really curious and found a Facebook group. And then I found my mentor through that just by um, watching her videos and like how she communicated within the group and all of that. So that's how I found my mentor. And then do you feel like modality wise, like tarot cards, sound healing, like all of those different types, like did you gravitate towards those more so? Did you find your specifics or do you think that everybody kind of has access and can use any of those? Oh yeah. I mean, for sure. I mean, we're all able bodies, you know, and, and energy is within our field. So I think that we can all tap in, um, and we can all be, use these tools. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's more so dipping down to like going back to the core of like who we are as humans right and really unpacking and doing some deep work like within what I was saying previously like there was a lot of therapy like I went through a lot of therapy like in that process like in a lot of different types of therapy and working on myself um so I think that had a lot to do with that but in turn like with the tools and stuff like I did gravitate to certain things. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt myself pulled to tarot, and I've always been pulled to tarot ever since I was young. Um, Also, like, horoscopes and stuff. I just jazzed about that, you know? Getting a Cosmopolitan magazine, you know? And your mom's (laughs) like, you can't read that. I'm like, I just want to see the horoscopes, Uh you know? Exactly. (laughs) That's definitely where the love of horoscopes, I think, came from for me, too. I know. I was like, I just need my monthly. Right? (laughs) Or what was it, like, Teen Magazine and stuff like that? Yeah, like Teen Beat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all those good ones in the 90s, yeah. Would you, like, kind of tell us a little bit about tarot and what kind of drew you to it and kind of a little history on it? Yeah, so um, with tarot, I mean, people call it so many different ways, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so I had an aunt that dabbled in this for a long time. I also had a lot of people since I was young come up to me that were like psychics and telling me all these things and like being like, you're going to be this. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? Like, oh, maybe you are affirming that I am like not crazy seeing shadows everywhere, you know, or whatever and getting messages and knowing things. Um, But really it's, it's a, just a it's a divination tool to me, right? And so they, you know, it's it's tailored back all back to the Roman times. You know, the Italians started this as a playing card game, and then it started to unravel from there. And people started using it and adding like more cards into the play, like into the minor arcana. And so that's how they kind of unraveled and started and people, it became like this buzz thing, you know, in the, like, I think the 18th century is when it really took off as far as a divination tool. Um, and they, so it's very specific to like, um, and similar to our like playing cards, you know, um, I know a lot of readers that use playing cards instead of tarot which I think is so cool too yeah so lots of different tools there what is the difference between the minor and major arcanas 
Yes. So the majors are, so they're like the kings, the aces, right? The queens. Um, those are about like the intention. So they're, they, they don't like mess around. Like if you pull a major arcana, you're going to get like in your message, like they're going to tell you cut and dry and it's going to be more about like a, a clear subject. So they're really going to kind of come in there and be like, Hey, you know, okay, it's time to like buck up. Let's, let's get the show going type of energy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also find that everyone, at least in my community, we all like one card can mean something to you, but it can mean something completely different for someone else. So it all depends on like the reader and how they read it. And that's how I read. It's all about my intuition and what the card's really navigating through there. I was going to say, do you kind of have just an energy that comes off of the card? So yeah. it's not just like a general for every single person that gets the same thing. Yeah, it holds like a, right, a root of the like card meaning. Mm -hmm. But then there's like all these other messages I get. So like whether I read for the same person every month and say they get the same card... It can mean something completely different. And it just depends, too, what you've got coupled with along with the cards as well. And then the minor arcanas are kind of just warning signs. <laughs> no. <I was> <laughs> like, pay attention. Yeah, I like to call them, like, little sprinkles of, like, um, like, messages and, like, movement in your life. So, like, what steps you can take like little like action steps or um things that you might subconsciously not be aware of that you're but like you keep thinking about it, it keeps coming up for you so it's like your guides just being like yes like let's move into this flow or like let's make this step to move forward in this direction and or let's make this choice you know um and it kind of creates like the theme of it it pillars off of that I was told I remember like whenever I first started seeing a tarot card reader and she was like it's not because my mom's like isn't that scary to have somebody tell you what like your future is going to be like and I was like no because she kind of explained it as like it can change yeah right we have free will and it's kind of it can be warning signs to you to say like make these changes yeah or and then your tarot cards can come out totally different the next time around. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. 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 Totally. Who's the... I'm like... You've been getting readings for a long time? Oh, such a long That's time. That's cool. Yeah. I don't even think she's doing it anymore. Really? Um, she might be. I need to send her a text message. She is, like, the coolest older lady and she's been doing it since she was, like, a kid. And she's, like, 76 now. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, her grandmother taught her. And, like, it's just a kind of cool backstory. Yeah. I know. I get some, like, very, like, ancestry type of lineage feeling in, in her field. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. She seems dope. Yeah. <laughs> she is. I was, like, I know that she, like, retired from her space that she was in. But I was, like, I'm not sure if she's still doing it like on the side or yeah. what she's doing cool yeah mm -hmm. yeah that was wild that the hawk was flying right I there know. as i was talking about that guy he's like one of my guides is he mm -hmm. not alive any no. longer yeah 
I was like, what a cool thing, though, for an old man to be, talk yeah. about. Especially, was, like, yeah. back then. Oh, yeah. It's like, tw- I was 20. So, what was that? Like, tw- 20, 2006? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't, you would just think yeah. that, like, that generation yeah. doesn't really, like, acknowledge yeah. it. He, I mean, some do, obviously. Yeah. yeah, it was wild. That's really And cool. at first, I was like, you know, you get, like, a little apprehensive because he's, like, sitting there for a couple hours. <laughs> You're like, why do you keep staring at yeah, me? And, I mean, he, there was a point where he was, yeah, real hardcore staring at me, and I'm like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then he taught me how to, like, see my auras and see other people's auras and stuff. That's so cool. So cool. Whenever you meet somebody, are you always picking up, or have you kind of learned grounding tools to be able to, like, block certain things? Yeah, so that was a a hard lesson, right? So I believe that, and this is just my own belief, like however anyone wants to practice, but, you know, we are humans in this human experience. If we're constantly exposing ourselves to Mm -hmm. all the energy, we're going to hit fatigue, burnout, whatever. We, We are too open, then we receive, right, everyone's energy. Yeah. So... Yeah, there was for a hot minute that I was like, oh, floating around. I'm like, oh, like, I, I can reach your yeah. aura. <laughs> like, I wouldn't go up to people. Like, yeah. that's, you know, I also believe in ethics, right? For sure. And, and um, people that want to, like, exchange that energy, sure. You know, of course, I want to be there and support and help. But I, as long as, like, no one really knows unless... They, t- they want to talk about it with me. I'm not someone that's going to, like, go in there and be like, hey, let me tell you about your aura, you know, yeah. or, like, you've got five people around you or whatever, you know. Right. But, yeah, the um, – sorry, back to the question. I um, – yeah, I close my energy off. So we're sitting here, and I had the intention of coming in completely closed. You know, I have my processes where I open my channel back up, my energy but it's for to protect myself and everyone around me right Mm -hmm. and so I do specific intentions every morning and every night sometimes in the middle of the day I use certain crystals so I I almost always like I have these are my staples so I have my necklace um, uh, with turquoise and then quartz behind my back but then I also carry my tourmaline around with me which is like a grounding stone and protection stone but more so it's like the breath the breath and connecting and meditating and then setting the intention for the day so I call on my guides I ask to keep me in the highest vibration of light around me like in a little protection bubble um and I will call on them when I'm ready to open my channel. But um, any energy that wants to come towards me, I ask that they just deflect it back um, to the sender with love. And it's always the intention of love. So I sit and resonate at that space at any way, shape, or form, wherever I'm at, what I'm doing, um, whether that be readings or sound, um, because we open so many channels and so many mm-hmm. energies. So I really value protecting myself but also protecting my clients because a lot of people that get really excited about this work which is what happened to me we just weren't educated maybe about it um but also in turn like everyone 
you know, I'm very sensitive and hypersensitive, so maybe I have to bubble up a little bit more than, you know, someone else. So, but that's usually what I do. And I really am clear with um, my meditation process and being highly, like, I would say routine and making sure that I'm doing that. Because I notice if I don't, wacky (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say do you have is it kind of the same um process if you do pick up on energies because I know like we all have bad days right Right. where you sit with energy vampires and you like go home so advice for anybody to like shake off those energies and not take them on for yourself yeah so I really I I um want to shout out Elizabeth Filkin um the owner of Cosmic Tea because man since I've worked at her shop, I've learned just so much extra good juicy tips to like help and the salt baths, man, they don't they don't play. Like <laughs> they work so well. Um and it's even if you don't have a bath, just take like some regular white salt, you know, whatever Morton salt and like just stand in your shower and intentionally feel the salt rubbing on you and envision like any energy that attached you cleansing off of you I also am a huge selenite fan man I have so much selenite <laughs> I have like this big wand stick that I'll like visually all um any cords that have attached to me I'll wave my wand back and forth over usually I always feel attachment like on my neck and back so I'll make sure I get that and your feet and your hands and cleanse with some sage and stuff like that but yeah, definitely salt salt baths or salt scrubs and intentionally, you know, releasing any energy that came on to you for the day. Yeah. I was like, we all know those energy vampires yeah. out there that you're like, what <coughs> happened to me? I did not leave in this, like, terrible mood. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or you just feel exhausted yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, How did you kind of get into... I was like, hold on, I lost my train of thought because I kind of went rogue on that question. <laughs> no, I actually love that question. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wait, I always step up on people's energies, true. Like, I know. Work, you know, sitting with people. Touching people. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it's easy to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel it coming on, too, like, say in the instance, right, we all can't just, like, go off in a bath. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm sorry, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you can just sit with yourself, and I always say, like, one hand on belly, one hand on heart. Close your eyes and just focus on your breath and, like, really envision it circulating from your lower belly up to the crown of your head. And when you exhale, releasing any energy that's attached from you and then putting your energetic bubble up. And when you're feeling, like, some people, like, when they look into your eyes, they're like, you know, and they're Mm -hmm. like, just, you feel that energy just draining, and you're like... Oh, and so it's like just like boundaries, right? Being aware, um, but yeah, just continue that practice. I would say the grounding with the breath is a big one, or step outside and clear yourself. You know, sit, sit with the the sun or the clouds or the sky, whatever resonates with you. I love that. How did you get into sound healing? So sound healing. That one is like my little baby. Um, I have such a a soft space for that. Um, I have 
always been so I played the cello I played the violin and then I played the guitar so like the string instruments have always been a thing for me in my life growing up and those resonate at specific frequencies very similar to like what I use as my tools with quartz crystal singing bowls Sovegio tuning forks, elemental chimes and bells. So <clears throat> um, music has always been my thing of release too. Like I, I was that that kid like constantly with my disc man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, you know. And the, and, we'll explain it to yeah, you for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, a disc man, right? Um, what was it first? A Walkman? Yeah. Yeah, with the cassettes. Yeah. So um, and then the disc man, yeah, and the headphones. But they weren't like headphones. I don't know what they were, but they, the like headsets. Yeah, they're like they were different. Yeah, they're like really thin Beats. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, they were trying to be ahead of their time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Actually, they were Sony too, which is funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so music has always like felt in a space because I grew up so I have multiple autoimmune diseases and I've been in remission for almost two years now um, because of sound and so I waited and I worked with the tools of sound in my own therapy so I was misdiagnosed ever since I was little because I was misdiagnosed it caused major health issues in my life um, inflammation, chronic inflammation, getting sick all the time. Um, I found myself almost on my deathbed when I was 30. And so that was almost seven years ago. And um, I dove into, went about seven years ago, really into like binarial beats, um, frequency, tones, and started really couple that with like my meditation practices and when I would like journal and do things and so then I started to broaden my awareness to like well what did our ancestors do mm -hmm. and like researching about sound and finding all these practitioners and then developing that into my field and coupling that with my other practices because I believe sound has I, I'm a true believer that sound has a lot to do with why I'm here today and why I'm able to continue to heal and grow in my own space um, and then help others. So <clears throat> that brought me then to really seeing into the frequency. So there's like many different frequencies. The reason why I use Sofeggio is because they're known as like the miracle tone or pure tone. Um, which the 528 hertz is like the healing frequency. So my tuning forks are specifically intentioned to help repair DNA, and there's scientific facts about that. Um, our body is made up of water, you know, 60 to 70%. Um, sound penetrates faster through water than air, space, you know, everything. So you watch like, we're, and we're all made up of geometric structure um, and frequency, vibration. We, you know, the world resonates at different frequencies. Like everything's frequency and vibration. So, depending, you know, we we can all, you know, I know I appreciate everyone's beliefs, and and this is just what I practice and learn. Um, and so the tuning forks, when they are placed on the body with specific intentions. 
they are aligned with certain chakras and then they also are intentioned at reducing inflammation, stress, anxiety, um, like um, cellular repair, helping people with neurological issues. Um, I mean, you name it. They're, like, I can't even name out the list. It just goes on and on and on. Um, to give you an example, I have a client that has MS. She has not been able to get pregnant for, I mean, at least a couple years. We have four sessions. She's pregnant. So It's amazing. Yeah. So I, you know, that's just a tangible, like, little nugget of what sound can do. But it's also, you know, it's it's more so transformed my entire life. And so I'm very passionate about that. I love it. I so enjoyed. This was my first sound bath. Oh, it was, was your first one? Yes. My very first one oh was gosh. the one that you were a part of. Oh, my god! And it was amazing. It was something else. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy you got to experience that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was and like, this the is the perfect fork. first one. Yes. Yeah. And we, I did get some tuning for it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I... There's so many amazing healers out there, and I really think it's so magnetic when the community comes together and we share our, you know, everyone plays different, everyone's energy is different, there's different frequencies of the bowls we use as well, so like, the intention behind, we, um, you know, four sound bowl healers and then the gongist, you know, and then mm -hmm. we had someone with the triangle, which that touches into the higher self so there's so much like sound also like I've taken people on like astro traveling meditations where they meet their guides or you know their higher self and we can go you know sound can be used in so many different ways um and I really believe though educationally it's like imperative right Cause we're taking people into space mm -hmm. and so that's my biggest thing is like high integrity um with this and understanding like sound can like whack people out too if you don't know what you're doing you know mm -hmm. you can play too loud or you can send someone into like a space of uncomfortability and so even being trauma-informed is a very big one for me as well because sound can um bring up like uncomfortability I don't know if this happens a lot for people that experience it for the first time they're like kind of like get fidgety or something and it's because like it's trying to release some like old narratives or like some some deep woundings and stuff like that so usually I say if you can get through the plateau then you're like you know you just feel it gets out of your energetic field and then you feel like this like lightness some people feel a little like tired and sleepy and just want to like chill and they're on like a little like zony baloney you know <laughs> space <laughs> during the sound bath when it was over I had a girlfriend that came with me and she looked at me and she goes did you fall asleep and I was like yeah I did and she goes I know you fell asleep so hard you were snoring <laughs> I was like well then why'd you ask me if I was sleeping <laughs> It's like obviously I was. That's awesome. <laughs> I was just trying to do my part to yeah. help with the sound yeah. in the room. Well, we encourage that, <laughs> you know. I mean, that just means so even if people fall asleep, which a lot of my clients go in and out of sleep, right? And so 
you're exposing yourself anyways. You're still absorbing what the sound needs to do. And um, it, it, it becomes such a deep, relaxive state. And some people are like, man, I feel like I got a caffeine jolt. I'm ready mm-hmm. to run a marathon, you know? Yeah. So it's cool to see every session's different too, which is neat. Um, and so it's really cool. I love what you were kind of talking about earlier is the body's made up of water Mm -hmm. and you see all of these little things on Instagram or all of these scientific studies about the way that water, if you see a molecule of water react to different music or sounds. Right. Is that kind of how that works for our body? Yeah. Yeah. So the frequencies are penetrating in and they're starting to vibrate our cells and our our energetic bodies. I mean, every system in our body has a vibration of frequencies. So like our blood system, our, you know, our heart has a certain frequency. It's different than our liver, you know, so like all these things. So it's like re-energizing your body back into like, I don't like to say like when we were born because we're all still great right and Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of giving those extra tune-ups and getting back so that we can start repairing so like some people that have you know it's there's so many studies about like the even like when you talk to your plants and you tell them like Mm -hmm. nice things like they start growing right or like that I don't know if you've heard about it, like you cut a piece of fruit and you put one in one bowl and the other in the other and you say really nice things to one and then you say really kind of not so great things to the other and the one that isn't so great rots faster and the other one like lasts longer, which is cool. Yeah. So it's the same. I haven't heard the fruit one. Yeah. The plants I've heard. Yeah. But yeah, that's really cool. The same with like sound, right? frequencies resonate so 520 is like the healing so it's like resonates at the frequency of love right so it's all about um the different vibrations so everything has a frequency it's amazing yeah i love it i nerd out on it (laughs) (laughs) i think it's really cool to nerd out on Kind of something you were talking about, too, about, like, the astral plane and all of that. Do you believe in the 3D, 5D, and kind of explain a little bit to everybody what the difference is? Heck, yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've experienced it. Um, I I continue to experience it. Um, It's a wild ride, you know. I don't... Like I said before, I believe that it's helpful to have someone to support you through those. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't a long time ago, and man, I exposed myself to some strange stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And and I had to work on um, ridding any of that. But um, anyways, it's 3D is like where we are right now, right? We're living the, in this dimension. This is our reality, um, I just posted about that today. Like Did you? Our, our perception of our rea- yeah. own reality, right? We're all living in our own reality, um, which is interesting to think, you know. So everything here is at 3D level. So then there's like the 4D bridge to get you into the 5D. And so in the 4D bridge is when you start to see like, uh, like for instance, I can see auras or I can see like other energies kind of coming through. So you can like see like little 
sprinkles of different things like maybe you start to see like sparkles of light or um, you start to see shadows or you know um, you see a tree breathing you know you can see their like energetic field and so a lot of people teeter that are in well I don't like to because I don't know how many people are in this space or not but you know <laughs> they teeter in and out of 3d 4d so it's very common when we start to expose ourselves especially in meditation when we start really diving into meditation, we open up the pineal gland and we start to really teeter into the 4D and expose ourselves. But then right, we, we bring ourselves back to like our human, mm -hmm. which is important. I think that's, you know, big thing in the spiritual community. We don't want to live out here all the time right? because this is what's going on here, mm -hmm. right? Here and now. Um, 5D is where you're in, it's like expressed as like the quantum. So in my practice and what I've been educated and understood. So like we start to be able to see, um, like for instance, people's Akashic records and like see different timelines and go down and explore, um, other worlds, right? So like some buzzwords like Lemuria or Atlantis, right? Um, other worldly places going back to ancient Egypt, um, and like kind of like astral traveling through and seeing through the veil. So like there's like a veil and so the, the energy veil that we pierce through um, and it becomes more of a geometric space. So, and there's many more um, dimensions. It's wild where it breaks it down and you're like, it's like a little tiny little particle, you know? Yeah. So that's just where my education. How can people tap into being more out of their present in their 3D body and get into like the 4D or 5D? So, <clears throat> In my experience, what I would suggest, um, like I said, it's not for everyone. Everyone can find their own way. I would say that the big piece to my beginning and what I know have, has helped a lot is to getting doing the deep work on self, right? So starting with the like shadow work and inner child workings, you know, doing all the like therapies and like we never really stopped though right like mm -hmm. I'm, st I'm still in therapy I will be in it till the day I die right. you know so it's you know I believe it's a good support for my life but and then it's like reflection and being able to quiet the mind so it's really being able to sit and quiet the mind and allowed to just be in the presence and and be in the awareness so expanding your awareness by sitting and going within and meditating you can do walking meditations you can sit you can be in silence you can listen to music you can listen to guided um and i think a really good meditation practice has been my anchor and like what i would suggest for a lot of people i do know that also sound you know sound baths uh breath work mm -hmm. dude i just did some breath work and that was <laughs> wild <laughs> like have you done that i have actually been to cosmic tea for a breath work oh with claudia workshop. i think it was nadia 
Is her name Claudia? Oh, Claudia. Yeah. Is that her name? Okay. She does the. She usually does all the breath work, but yeah. Like a shadow. It was like a. Sh- wasn't a shadow work thing. It was like a shadow breath work course oh, we all went to. It was intense. It yeah. was intense. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. Intense. Yeah. But it was amazing. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So. There's so many different modalities out there, right? And I think also, like, getting energy work done. Mm-hmm. You know, clearing, getting Reiki, getting acupuncture, whatever feels right for you to help you start to, like, understand what what is this energy. And, like, I feel like when you get healing from other practitioners, mm-hmm. you start to really understand it more. Um, I, I always... Um, get healings from def- my community and other people. So I'd say that's a big one too. Tell us a little bit. We were kind of talking about this before we started recording, but the inner child tarot work that you do. Oh yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just decided to offer that. I think like a couple months ago and this is all stuff I usually never offer a service until I've done it with myself and, like, other people for a while. Like, I really am, like, one of those people I don't like to, like, kind of just be like, meh, here we go, you know? (laughs) Um, And that's just my personality. Kind of a little type A. Um, But... Yeah, so the inner child um, readings, they're intentional around, like, so when I was doing deep work 10 years ago, 11 years ago, my therapist was like, have you ever thought about just sitting with a certain age of yourself and pulling cards for that age? And I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. I'm going to start that. And so I started to really uncover it and look at it and realized I'm like wow this is hitting it on a completely different angle because I was doing inner child work with my therapist and other like um with my spiritual mentor and all the things and then when I started to really do it with myself I was like this is coming from a different angle I'm starting to really see kind of a different space of like the root of of what this age was like asking me for Mm -hmm. and and with yeah, I, I like pull different pictures of myself and like I know what I felt like or my version of what I felt when I look at the picture. But then when I do the readings, I'm like, dang, like yeah. this really threw me for a loop, but it makes so much sense. So like I decided to offer that and it's really cool offering because I just had like however you want to book, they... They book on my site and then they send me the picture that they want to connect with. If they have any intentions behind it, if they have any specific questions, great, let me know. Um, I am a very like hands-on practitioner. So like I always leave the door open. So like if anyone has any questions, follow-up questions, I always say like, hey, don't, you're not bugging me. Like feel free. Um, But then I send them an email reading and it has a recording of me with the tarot cards. Um, and I find that the recording's really nice because they can hear kind of the tone of the reading and have a very 
more clear understanding because I know when we read just like an email or something, we're like, well, what's the intention or mm-hmm. what's the vibe of, of the wording, you know? So, um, yeah, I really love that to offer that. It's been really cool for a lot of people. We got to make friends with those little inner babies inside of us. I know. <laughs> Should we do a few tarot cards? We can. Whatever yeah. you want to do, like yeah. collectively or How should whatever. I... What is the easiest? Let's move this. What I'm getting ready here to do is just clearing my cards. So I always blow with my energy. While I'm doing that, I'm opening up my space to receive any messages from my higher self, my, my higher guides, anyone that wants to come through with the highest intention of love, protection, and light. And then I knock three times to wake up the cards, and then we shuffle a little bit. Did you have any questions that you want to? Not anything specific. Okay. That I can think of. So, um, what I usually ask my clients to do is to, we're going to call in your team. And so, we're going to have you say your, I don't know if you want to feel your full name. Oh, yeah. I don't care. Say your full name. I was like, oh, I don't care. They can find it anyway. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if you feel comfortable or not, but your full name on your birth certificate. Lindsay Michelle Wilson. Lindsay Michelle Wilson. Lindsay Michelle Wilson. Great. So, Lindsay doesn't have any specific questions, so we'll just see what the cards... Okay. Um, So I pulled the Eight of Wands and the Eight of Cups and the Ten of Wands. So the Wands are, um, they're the fire energy. So they get things moving. They also um, hold the energy of like manifesting, um, also more intentionalized around the career. Um, cups are the water sign, so it's more about emotions and some um, kind of relationships dynamics. And so this to me is um, that there's still some energy that you're holding on a little bit from the past, um, some past relationships. Um, there was a big one that... Um, you're, you're uncovering more of your shadow self. You're really diving deep into the shadow. So what I'm getting is like you're unlocking some some space of like looking at like, oh, you can kind of take a step back and look at it for what it's worth. Um, but there has been more focus. I feel like you've been having some dreams about it too. Some, some stuff has come through in your dreams. Um, some little reminders that you're just like, why am I still... Mm-hmm. having dreams about this um, <laughs> it's just like you know I'm because I it's like an energy of like you're you're totally cool with where you're at like mm-hmm. it's just like it's it, it was such a monumental relationship in your life of course like those are going to be like they're still gonna hold right and stamp on our hearts so they're just recognizing that Um, keep putting in the work right with the ten of wands um, this was such a good place for you to move forward because you're you're really 
learning so much more and it's it's really breaking through in a different way and space for you of abundance for self um, and more, more so for self-love for self and for um, space of clarity to like move your businesses like it removed the clutter mm-hmm. like you're just keep moving all the extra clutter energetic clutter that's been like really in there from like this past space um so they're really happy for you to like continue to put in the work and don't stop the momentum cool how that's very spot on (laughs) (laughs) very spot on (laughs) um any questions for that questions (laughs) i was like i'm like now i'm intrigued she's not coming till a little later so we got some oh what question do we have on it is that too, like, I don't know. personal? Oh, God. No. Oh, okay. I don't care. Open. So I'm my, an open book. Okay, because my readings aren't fluffy. Yeah. They like to just kind of get, no, you get can, in there, and yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. No, I'm an open book. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Usually, I've, I actually, I, I'm sorry, because we're not in my space. I usually do a disclaimer of, like, please let me know if anything's too deep this is your time. I want to respect your time and keep a safe space. If you don't want to talk about this, you can say, Monica, let, let's pivot. Like, this is your time, and I want to honor that for you. Thank you. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about chakras and what they are? Oh, yeah. So the, the energy center. So chakras um, resonate um, in different parts of our body. So you have the root chakra, which is like at the base of the tailbone. The sacral, that's in between the tailbone and the navel. The solar plexus, that's um, above the navel, in between the heart and the navel. And then we have the heart chakra in the heart space, throat chakra in the throat. Third eye, like right, usually they say like the indent above the brow. And then the crown chakra um, that lives at the top of the head. So each chakra has specific intentions. And so chakras are our energetic body so like for instance solar plexus is the color yellow so this space is where we feel like our joy and balance in life and like um the heart is where we feel like our self-love and love for others so when those chakras are like out of balance they usually tend to like which is common for people like on the daily having like imbalances and chakras so if you're starting to feel into like some narratives or your energy feels a certain way like say you feel like really like kind of like jittery and like you can't catch your breath and like you just kind of feel like you're anxious and or like in like a fear spiral like your root chakra is out of balance so you can start to then think, well, what can I do to get myself grounded? What can I ground? Well, I I like to connect with my breath. And so like, I'll sit there, I'll envision the intention of like grounding into my root chakra, feeling into the color red, which is the root chakra color, and feeling that um, color flow all through my body and connecting it and breathing it in and exhaling anything out that doesn't serve serve and so that's a different type of practice that came um 
And so um, that medicine is what a lot of like Reiki healers work mm-hmm. with as well. Um, I do it in my sound healings to help realign the chakras and get them back in balance. And you can do that, you know, on the daily. You can research the chakra meanings and intentions. You can listen to like sound frequencies to help resonate. You can also just use your breath and breathe. I was like, it's reminding me of the human design because I was like, oh, my solar plexus. Yes. I remember this. <laughs> and oh, where my big <clears throat> chakra is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just discovering the human design stuff and like, yeah, getting into that too, which is cool. It's very interesting. Yeah. Do you, what are, I'm a generating manifester. Nice. And I do my sacral. Yeah. Is like how I make decisions. Yes. And it's so funny because like sometimes my stomach, like when I feel like somebody's bullshitting me, like I can't, my stomach will start to gurgle. Yeah. Your gut instinct. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> that's making some noise. I think you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> your gut is your brain. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I'm a Manny generator too. Are you? Yeah. I feel like. So we actually just met with the gal that did my human design reading nice. for Business of Glam. And she said there's a lot of manifesting generators in this, like, time frame. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited to listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. My friend tried to, like, show me this, whatever you call it. The, the chart? It's, yeah. It's, like, real I'm difficult. Like, I don't know what it... <laughs> She explained to me, I'm like, uh, we probably don't have to explain that to me five more times. I was like, it seems like my sister was like, oh, I'll get you your chart. And then when I looked at it, I was like, I'm sure I can figure it out. Yeah. And then I was like, what is all of these things? I, I like don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was so amazing. Yeah. I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for sharing your knowledge and supporting our community. Of course. Of course. Tell everybody where they can find you. So, yeah, I have, um, I'm on Instagram a lot. That seems to be my, like, little platform where I have my events and and schedule up. Um, So, Monica the Mystic. It's M-O-N-I-K-A, the Mystic, M-Y-S-T-I-K. So, spelled with K's. Um, I also, my link in my bio, it has all my links to like schedule or see what I'm doing. And then, um, I'm throughout the community. So I do a lot of work with other co-healers and work with other readers and intuitives. And so you can find me kind of circulating around, but yeah. Is there going to be another sound bath? Everybody keeps asking me to take them to the next I one. I know. I know. We've been, I know. We, we've been getting a lot of inquiries. Yes, it's in the mix. There's so much. Yeah. yeah. We're, Marianne and, and the girls and I, are, we're working um, on collaborating, coming up with the next one. So that'll be here, hopefully, um, in springtime, late spring. And then there's other opportunities. Next week I'm doing a sound healing at Mothership Boulder. I don't know if you've heard of... I haven't. I don't make it to Boulder very yeah. often, though. Yeah, and then I'm doing a chakra refresh workshop, and we're um, Cosmic Tea, we do workshops. Check out Cosmic Tea. They're always doing some amazing healing mm-hmm. work, too. So... Big time, awesome stuff there. So, awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. 
I'm Lindsay Wilson, and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.